The opinions expressed in the following podcast are for general informational purposes only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual or on any specific security or investment product. It is only intended to provide education and entertainment about the financial industry and the stock market. Enjoy. On this episode of Pennies Going In Raw, we touch on some popular sectors right now, some news in the OTC market, and much more. Hey, yo, check one, two. This is Flavor Flav in the building for the Atlas crew. Atlas trading, what the fuck is up? They're traders, they're prodigies, and then there's legends. Rob, 4%, baby. No way. 4% fucking percent. Buy the fucking dip. Hey, who told me about IDEX? Like, dude, what the fuck? Like, someone just made, like, a lot more money than me on my trade. You find out, life's this game of pennies. Did you check the portfolio? Pennies. 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 The margin for error is so small. I bet Warren Buffett never did that. And they out there making money right now off of penny stocks. The two guys is putting in work to make y'all rich. The pennies we need are everywhere around us. Time to think big. Pennies going in raw. Featuring Dan, Deity at Dukes, and Hugh Honey. Produced by Vinny Strokes, baby. Today's episode of Pennies Going In Raw is brought to you by Benzinga. Benzinga is our absolute favorite resource to use to trade with. We use it for charts and news and scanners look guys we use it for everything except for buying and selling stocks i mean that's all there is to it and if you're not using benzinga pro which you can get for two weeks free at pro.benzinga.com that's pro.benzinga.com you should at least be checking out their youtube channel every single day youtube.com forward slash Benzinga. They have Hot Stocks Luke's and a just plethora of fantastic guests from me and Hugh to Mia Khalifa to Ripster to CEOs of companies to CEOs of Weeble. They have it all, guys. Make sure you check it out. That's youtube.com forward slash Benzinga. Welcome back to another episode of Pennies Going In Raw. Today is Wednesday, June the 23rd. And we're seeing sectors run. We're seeing the market hot. You know, we go from EVs one day to weed the next day. And, and you're, you're finally seeing a lot of these sympathy plays work. You can catch sympathy options like Manzel was talking about. And, uh, but yeah, I mean, you're, you're just seeing these wins all over the place. And, and it's definitely, it's good to see. Yeah. No, it's awesome to see all around. You know, you have clove. The, the volume just is back in the market, which is, which is great because for what was it like six weeks it was just gone gone so it's really cool to see i love it yeah uh no doubt i mean what have you been playing a lot mainly i've i've even been finding myself like after talking to manzel and and getting that that options like you know have your sympathies and and find the ones on their dip i've been trying to do that and i've had some relative success with that how have you kind of been playing uh in this market yeah, I mean, I've been going heavy on swings. That's pretty much what it's been. Uh, most of my account is in is in like four, five, six swings at a time. And then I've just been managing them on, you know, like when price targets come out and it rips, I'll sell some on dips, you know, I'm adding. 
things like that. That's pretty much how I'm doing it. Yeah, it's back to almost a swingers market. And although you mentioned that uh, you were selling the rest of your TRCH around six or something, it hit what, 11th? Yeah, yeah. I think it almost hit 12, actually. Uh, I mean, I th it basically doubled from where I sold it. And I was still up 300%. I was up uh, like 340% and it still doubled from there. Like that, that is, that. It, if you have an average of around two and you sold at 11, I mean, that's a sick trade. Yeah, so I guess a lot of people, uh, you know, a lot of people saw you say you were selling the rest of your TRCH shares. I expressed um, how I was not pleased with your decision to do that. However, um, <laughs> I remember that, yeah. Yeah, we, we talked about this in, in New Jersey this weekend. Uh, but yeah, could you kind of go over your thought process about why you mentioned you were selling it uh, and then it proceeded to go up another 100%? Did you feel like that was stupid in hindsight? No, God, no. In fact, I, listen, I, I'm, I'd made my decision. I was up 300% and, and it, it, was up, it was a call that was up 300%. 400% from the initial call. Uh, we never talk about sales. The only time that I talk about sales is one, when I feel that my, that I can't create volume that will bring it down. So for instance, this thing was doing like 200 times the normal volume. Uh, so I knew that even if every single one of my followers had 10,000 shares, it wouldn't even make a difference based on the average volume during that time. And so that was one of my reasons I said myself. The other reason is when I genuinely have that kind of like icky feeling. Um, and that's the kind of feeling that I got when, 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 when I went over my risk to reward for TRCH. And that's the only time that I really do it when I feel like there's so much hype and everybody's on the long side. And there's no way that you didn't make money. It gave tons of opportunities. So if I feel that my volume won't affect uh, the downward motion of the stock. And I get that kind of like hunch of like, Hey, this just doesn't feel right. And I almost, I, I almost want to give like a, like a, like a warning, if that makes sense, you know? And, uh, and I mean, you know, it did go up another hundred percent, but we see exactly what's happening. They're creating, you know, I mean, it created uh, liquidity and they just sold paper into, into the shareholders uh and you know they gave a date it was all pretty much coerced they gave a date for the ex-dividend date and they dropped 250 million onto retail so all in all i feel good about where my sales were um the thesis was correct the timing was off uh <laughs> by 100 percent. but all in all the icky feeling that i got was still was still right okay understandable um so another thing it just came out today um and we're not gonna go too deep into it because you know we we know just as much as everyone else but just last episode we had on you know laid back and wolf of wheat street and they both expressed you know there there's scumminess uh you know there's always gonna be scumminess uh in in otcs and and even in options uh how they mentioned but today in the otc market uh one company even just came out after like massive drops that they were they're having a lawsuit against one of someone who promoted the stock a lot. They looked like they were hand in hand and it just turns out, uh, wasn't the case. 
Yeah, yeah, you know, that that's one of the reasons that I genuinely pretty much stay away from OTCs is because it doesn't even matter. It really sometimes it doesn't even need to be like a specific thing that goes wrong with OTCs. It's just so many screwed up things that don't happen on the Nasdaq. Um like <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. Like I genuinely thought that there was something uh going on behind the scenes together, but now you have the CEO suing the biggest cheerleader um you know and and i don't know i don't know i read i did briefly read it and uh it'll be really interesting to see how this pans out um if they have a case or not i've never really seen somewhere where um i think they're claiming that shareholders uh were giving inform were given information and they screamed it from the top of the mountains which like yeah uh, they shouldn't have mentioned something and then they ended up electronically communicating that uh pretty vigorously from what it said but my my question is that if he was i guess they signed if they signed an nda then 100 percent in the wrong uh but if not then didn't you just give them insider information and they gave that insider information out. So wouldn't isn't the company liable too? I don't know. It'll be really interesting. But I think that, that that's like kind of like the two paths. If you made them sign an NDA and they communicated electronically, then yes, one hundred percent in the wrong. If you didn't sign an NDA and you just gave them insider information, like then like the, you're then tattling on yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't know. It, it'll be, I'll be really interested to see how this plays out. But I think like with with this whole thing is is mainly just. There, there's a lot to unravel. Uh, a lot seemed weird from the start, um, and I guess we'll see how it plays out. But you know, this wasn't isn't what FinTwit is really about. So it sucks that uh, you know it gets this bad look when when something like this happens. All right. Well, now going on to sectors. You know, we've been talking about it already. I mean, the sectors have been heating up. You see weed EVs, you see bios, and it seems like it goes day by day. Like, what's going to happen? I remember, you know, a few weeks ago, you mentioned how bios were going to heat up. Are you kind of seeing that now? Yeah, so we pretty much saw a lot of bios heat up. And and part of that goes to the overall uh, thesis that we talked about, which was that we we saw this rotation back into growth. Uh, we saw this rotation back into growth. So the typical may go away for growth. Uh, we actually, or, or our thesis was, was that it was actually going to be volume coming into it. And part of that is that the when when volume comes out of growth, or you know, let's call it like speculation growth, the first thing that gets hit are bios. And the same exact thing, when volume goes in, the first thing that goes is bios because they're usually hit the hardest. Uh, so that's why I think that, you know, so we saw bios. Now I think we're we're making this rotation into EVs and into, um, you know, really weed, especially as more headlines come out. Uh, and, and the other thing is, that's huge is that Tesla's trying to break this massive downtrend. I think it's been in like a three or four month downtrend and it's trying to to break out of that. So that'll help evs and any new headlines that come out you know the administration has been in now the new administration has now been in i think like 150 days something like that so now they can actually start you know now they got like the administration things out of the way uh now it's going to be more about uh, uh more about like actually going to work i guess we can call it so uh so now they can start to really hone in on what they want to do 
you know you know how weed and evs they're both becoming like super hip super popular very rad and cool all at the same time everyone's driving teslas everyone's getting high you know but a lot of it is still like a long term out with you know in california what is it like 2035 you know every car has to be electric and it's still going to take time for states like mine the beautiful state of alabama to finally come around to allowing us to smoke some pot um, but what do you kind of think for, you know, those sectors going forward? Yeah. So, I this goes back to the, I, I said it on Kenny, uh, stock, scotch and stock, sticks. scotch, and sticks. what is it? Scotch, stocks, and sticks. And sticks. Yeah, that's yeah. what it was. Yeah. 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 When I, when I was talking to KP, we were actually talking about this. And one of the biggest things that really helped my trading was realizing that if it's on CNBC, it's too late. And there's, that's nothing against CNBC. It's just if it's if it's if everyone already knows about it, then it's too late to buy in. And with these kind of sectors, I think that that we're going to see that. So I think that by the time that's federally uh, approved and it's federally you know mandated and everything, that's when I think you know like all the cheap money or all the smart money will already be in it. I think that the cheap and smart money or, or the 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 money that is smart is already getting in. And is already accumulating different companies. And you're seeing, you know, you're seeing like VC funds throw billions and billions of dollars at these sectors. And that's because I think that, you know, uh, I believe it was Connecticut for weed just got legally approved yesterday. They were the 19th state. Uh, so, you know, it's slowly but surely more states are getting approved. And I think that all the you're seeing all these VC funds throw billions of dollars because they want to be first in so that when it is federally approved that it will be you know we'll already have an ecosystem and we already have supply chains set up um you know big vc funds are not going to wait until until the feds allow it and then start working on it they know it's coming so they're already getting in so i think that the typical investor is going to wait till it's federally approved and i'm talking about I'm talking about everything. I'm talking about, you know, uh, EVs. I think that everyone's waiting for like, you know, 2030 to really start to like look at stocks for real uh, or, you know, companies that are EV heavy besides Tesla, obviously. Uh, and I think the same thing with weed is that everyone's waiting for it to be federally approved before they really start looking at it as a business opportunity. And I think that what we've seen time and time again is that the smart money gets in before everyone else. Warren Buffett, you know, he bought like he has like <laughs> he has like eight hundred billion in cash right now or something stupid, like something insane. Hell yeah! You know? I mean, Michael Burry's on the other; he's shorting the EVs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and and you know, I think he covered his short on Tesla, but I think that uh, I think he's short the market. I think right now, or is he short both? Uh, I just remember he, he him being vocal about being short Tesla. I didn't know whether or not if he uh, covered it. Uh, I, I did the math. I think he made like five hundred million, if it, uh, around five hundred million from his Tesla short. <laughs> Isn't yeah. that insane? Yeah, it's like four billion too short to make another short of making another movie about it, though. So not enough. <laughs> yeah, but uh, so I think all the smart money money is moving in now, and that by the time that weed is federally approved that we are going to that's going to be already too late for investors because all of the good deals are kind of getting scooped up now yeah uh i think another thing um until i forgot usually we talk about this at the beginning we're a little scatterbrained today uh bitcoin um at, went under 30 i believe um a couple of days ago bounced back a little bit but uh 
Yeah, man. Uh, I, I tweeted this out, but if if this keeps up, uh, the next crypto conference is going to be in Alabama, not Miami. You know, and not the nice parts. It's gonna <laughs> gonna be in like Mobile. You know. Yeah. Do most of the big Bitcoin guys on Twitter are like are they just holding or do they trade around the core like uh like the one big guest sheds? we had on? No. Uh, yeah, 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 no, yeah. I think most of them hold. I mean, you see it. It just I like I don't know about the ones on Twitter. Maybe maybe they do trade around it, but the way a lot of them talk, like pump, pump, pump. the way a lot. Oh, pump, dude. That he seems like a hodler, you know. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like he I I actually he's one of the only Bitcoin guys that I genuinely like follow. Well, not like I don't really follow him, but I do follow him. Yes, tweets pop uh, up on my fucking timeline all the damn time. I do not follow his ass. All the damn. Yeah, and uh and so yesterday or 2 days ago, he said something like stop telling young people to day trade. And I've never interacted with him, but that was something where I was like I was like walking home having a great day. And I was like, no, 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 no. Like, I can't just let this go. This is a guy that's, you know, talking about a cryptocurrency uh, 24-7, you know, saying that it's going to take over the world and you're going to tell young people not to day trade. I don't know. I, uh, uh, so that was the first time that I replied to, to one of his tweets. But, but I, then it got me thinking, like, do these people genuinely hold? Like, did this guy see his net worth like, cut half, yeah. <laughs> get cut? But I mean, yeah, like, I half, imagine but then, their net worths are so ridiculously high because their averages are probably like $17.81 or some shit. Like a 10,000 coin yeah, or something. Like, yeah, I think they're yeah. all right. <laughs> yeah, but like, so then what do they do? Like, is it... When they need money, yeah. Need do you money? You just sell one? Maybe but they... Then, mm, I don't, that's a good question. Yeah. You know what I mean? Okay. If you guys know any big Bitcoin guys, like we're talking Nerds. like, like virgin, like real yeah, like virgins, have have like 10 million. Yeah. Like, like, yeah, they have to have substantial amount of and Bitcoin. It, like, if, like they, we want someone that's been holding it since it was triple digits or less. And this is the only money they need because they're loaded. How do they handle it? But I mean, if you had it at 50 and you bought 2000 and it, you have 2000 at yeah. 30,000, that's what like, uh, we we tried to do math on the show before, um, but it's like sixty million dollars. Like you could just sell a little bit of Bitcoin every time you need. Oh, dude, that's a hundred and twenty million. Yeah, it's a fuck ton. <laughs> that's a so you just sell hell, a little dude, bit of Bitcoin every time you need. Like who cares? And so when it was at sixty, he had two. He had a quarter of a billion dollars. Oh my goodness, that's insane. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah, so it, seriously, if you guys know, or hell, we'll have you on the show. Um, because the, the one thing is that Big Big Chess gave us a really good uh, technical episode, but I'd be really interested in behind like kind of like the idealist people, like the people that like genuinely will not think differently other than Bitcoin will take over. Do you, do you every... think it hurts them? Like, okay, let's say they do what, we just said like they've been in it for so long they have so much money and they just sell whenever they need cash do you think it physically hurts them to sell their bitcoin for useless american like tinder because uh, they're like why can't i just buy this shit with my bitcoin why do you not want my bitcoin why do you want this worthless piece of paper yeah i could see the bitcoin community is is a lot like uh it, yeah i mean it 
Yeah, I mean, the Bitcoin community definitely seems like like a real <laughs> clan. I think cult and so is I the word you're like, looking uh, for. I don't know if clan yeah, that's is what the I was, most I was acceptable to think of the cult. term these <laughs> And what I was thinking was, was that I, I could definitely see them. I could definitely see a, a few of them that I'm thinking off the top of the head that like I've heard of. Uh, I could see a few of them getting in like a fight at like a Walmart because they don't accept Bitcoin. Like, like what do you mean? Yeah, like, like you want USD? Yeah, no, I, I've actually watched uh, this video where this guy's going around. And he's like, I'll offer you. And this was whenever I was like $7,000. So, I mean, looking back, it would have been a decent idea. But he was like, I'll give you uh, $5 in cash a $10 Visa gift card or $15 in Bitcoin. And all of them were like, yeah, I'll just take the cash. <laughs> I don't think anyone accepted the Bitcoin. But see, okay, but, and I know, I know people have answered this question. I just don't, because it has to be something that you think about, I, I would assume, is that with the fluctuation in Bitcoin, there's an, I don't think that that, that alone could make it a tender, like a, like a, a currency tender, tender yeah. because... <laughs> Yeah, you know what I mean? Like a legal tender because if I'm – I mean if you had given me $10 worth – I would have put it know, in UABS. Uh, like... <laughs> well, if you had given me $10 worth two months ago, now it's $5. So how does anything really hold Imagine like walking into a car dealership like with it and it drops like 15%. Yeah. Like how do, you, how do you handle it? Like it goes – yeah, that would be a lot. I mean obviously you'd handle it the same way, but sometimes you'd be like – shit <laughs> couldn't couldn't i have yeah, bought it i mean that's couldn't the i thing, bought the car 15 minutes ago <laughs> exactly so i think like there has to be a world where that becomes more stable because the, you certainly cannot have the fluctuations you have now i mean bitcoin moved 20 elon, elon musk is just is changing the world's the world's currency by a tweet <laughs> well yeah exactly exactly he's like he's like oh shoot i only got 13 bitcoins in this wallet hang on a minute you know like Bitcoin to the Boom, moon, yeah. and then now it's thirteen bitcoins are worth substantially more. Yeah, so uh, I think that I think that you know, in if this really ever does <laughs> go somewhere as like a legal tender, I think there has to be some kind of stabilization yeah, like, overall. But I don't know why, how to do why that because we, then you'd have yeah, to. Yeah, it's like it. one thing I was thinking is like, why would America use Bitcoin as its one? And I'm gonna get roasted on Twitter for this. Why would Vic, like America be like, yeah, Bitcoin will be the next thing. Why not just use <laughs> SPY? We'll just use one share of SPY. And it, it fluctuates a good bit, less than Bitcoin, you know? Uh, talking about coins, the other thing that, did you see Titan coin? It went from $64 to zero. Yeah, so it had that, it had it, that big run. And, uh, you know, I even saw about where Mark Cuban, uh, you know, he got in it and he was in the whole crash. And he was, you know, he took the blame. He said it was on me for not doing my homework. But, you know, uh, that, yeah, things tank. In the so what, do you, what do you think, like, how do you think of it? How much do you think he had in it? I know that's a loaded question. But the other thing is that, do you do you follow someone like if he says that he's long a stock now, but like if he didn't do his homework on a shit coin, like what makes like what makes me as like an investor be like, oh yeah, like now I'm gonna follow Mark well, Cuban. Dude, what's, into his what's scarier company. than that? <clears throat> you know, Mark Cuban is at least somewhat reliable in a business sense, but yeah. 
I think there's so many people that are and just influencers or just famous people in general that are realizing they can say something and make their money go up 20%. And, you know, influencers and these famous people discovering low float cryptocurrencies is a dangerous thing, especially for yeah. all of their young fans. You know, obviously they're probably not opening Coinbase and, and buying them, but at the same time, some are. I mean, it's the same thing as like with their merch, except this, they're not getting a t-shirt for $40. They're getting like sold into a pipe dream. Yeah, especially like uh, I saw these scammers were creating different coins on named Addison Ray or something, or like they were like different variations like named after her, and they were bidding the hell out of it. And she didn't even say anything about it. like she didn't even know that this was a thing, and people were losing like tons of money. And, and you know, it's it's really funny because even when when I started trading, like nobody, I was I was like the youngest trader that I knew. Like nobody was even investing. Like maybe your parents had a account set up for you or like a 529. Uh, now it's- Oh, like, dude, you know, if we I, drop, if we drop hear... this podcast three years ago, we'd have like 14 listeners. <laughs> yeah, we would yeah, be- no one, no one would care. I mean, yeah, I, I guess- yeah. I mean, No, I'm, I'm really cool there. though. Um... <laughs> <laughs> well, I, even like Doge, there's like 11-year-olds who one kid bought Doge at like 0001 is- parents are like stupid rich so he threw like 20 grand in or something and it went to 2.7 million okay and he wrote it all the way down to a million and like the, he just doesn't conceptualize like how much money that is he's like eh. like what Dude, i mean like it's, that's, the, it's and the I same mean, with those like still those wall street bets whenever the option shit whenever it was all crazy at the beginning and you can find them on on youtube like all the the stories of the people that turned 20,000 into 200,000 and that 200,000 into 400,000. And then we're going to, you know, one more day we're at, we're at 650. We're going to hold these out the money options one more day and then it's down and then they just blow it all and you never hear from them again. And it's like, they just see these gains yeah. and you know, three ginormous wins in a row. I mean, it takes it out of reality for you, I guess. No, it definitely does. And, and that's what I mean is that like to conceptualize it. and, and even admittedly for me, uh, like when I have like a big day, I, I don't really think about it. Like it, it's more of like, it, it, it's not like, wow, like I just made somebody's salary times. You know what I mean? Like it's more of like a, it's more of like a nice. Well, one thing you know? I always, I mean, and I find myself relating to the people that, you know, do that. Cause you'll see comments saying, you know, if I just got $700,000 off of 20 grand, I would at least take out like 500 grand, be set for years. Yeah, but I always say, you know, if I ever have a 45K or 50K day, you know, I'm definitely taking out 25 grand, 30 grand. Like, why not, dude? 20K that day is enough to keep in the account. That's enough for compound. And I'll, I'll pay myself 30. I paid myself, I paid myself $2,500 the day I made 50, you know? So it was just. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is that that's like a whole paycheck and, and it's not even, it, that's like a whole, that's like someone's paycheck. And you're just like that's just like what is that five percent of your gain something like that so it it's really cool yeah it's funny because i when i first started trading all i said to myself was like hey if i can make 50 60k a year I'll, i'm set like i don't i don't need to live like this super lavish lifestyle because at that time when you would go on youtube and search for investing guys in like, Lambo. It, it wasn't like yeah yeah it was guys in lambos like buy my ten thousand dollar cds 
uh, and I didn't, I didn't have $10,000 to spend on CDs. So, you know, I was like, man, like, I don't need all this. Like, I don't need a Lambo. I don't need to be like one of those guys with a Rolexes. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but now, now, it, now it's like, it, once I started making the money, it, it really does kind of become like one of those, like, it's never enough. And you know, it, it, I don't think it ever will be enough, but I also just love our job. Like even on the red days, like it's more like, I just, yeah, I mean, like, it's, it's, you know, like, I, I always conceptualize it like this or say it like this. Um, this is, I think the only job where if you made a million dollars the day before you're coming back the next day, just as excited, if not more excited to work again, like you just hit the lottery and you're not calling in saying, fuck you, dude, I'm quit. I quit. I'm going home. Not coming to work tomorrow. No, you're like, oh, dude, tomorrow I'm making two million. Yeah. Well, because this is the only place where uh, where you really can make that kind of money. I mean, yeah, you can obviously lose it. But what I was trying to explain to someone was that, no, like, yes, you can lose your entire investment. But how many times... Have you come to the market and have you come to the market and something's gone to zero? Like, like, and you've had no chance to get out. Okay. Binary events, fine. Like, yeah, you have a chance of losing 50, 50%, but you know, knock on wood, I've never come to the market and never been able to not sell any shares. Never. Yeah. Uh, you're not playing, uh, out the money options enough close to expiration. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I mean. Is that when you're taking commons, when you're taking commons, it's when you're taking commons, I kind of sit there and I'm like, okay, what's my max loss here? You know, if you put $100,000 into something, okay, let's just say that even your max loss is 50000 Even if you make 10% on that, that's still $5,000. That's most people's months. So as long as you make 1% a week, you're basically clearing you're clearing the average American salary, which is how I always try to conceptualize it. And it's tough now because the only people that I talk to really on like a daily basis are you other, other traders, uh, you know, other traders. And most of them are, you know, I mean, when we, when I talk to Zach, you know, I, I, I just the other day, I'm like, dude, like I'm having a kick-ass day, blah, blah. He's like, dude, awesome. And, and I'm like, dude, how you doing? And, and obviously I want him to do well, but just once, I would like I would like to do just a little bit more. Oh, money dude, no! If you want to make like, more yeah. money than Zach, you just swing the same thing he's swinging and wait for it to have a red day, and then you, he has so <laughs> many more shares than you that you made more money than him. That's true, but see, but see, well, see, that's what we were fighting about. Was that I? I was assuming I was assuming that he was going to have like a little bit of like I was having a great day and AHT was down like ten percent. So I was like, oh, 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 I was like, this might be the day that I make more than him because it's been over like a year and a half since since I've made since the day that I've made more than him. And he sends me like two point three million dollars. I'm like, I'm sitting in my account and I and I did like really well. I did like you know quarter of a mil or whatever. And I'm sitting there. I'm like. What? I can't win at this game. So it's really funny because I, I used to say that if I could make 50,000 a year, then I would be so happy. And now I make a quarter million. I'm like, damn it. Like back to the drawing board. And so that's why I think we preach so much about compounding gains because even him, he was making $5,000 two years ago. Uh, now he's making, I think he averages like a million dollars a day or something probably. <laughs>
you know, it's one of those things. You can't compare yourself to someone else. Take it day by day, take it by percents, and uh, grow your account to a billion dollars. With that being said, leave us a five-star review on Apple because people are, people, I've been seeing some ones. People are being mean. You know, you know what's weird that I don't like? People be like, oh yeah, I like this, I like this, great podcast. But um, there's just one thing I don't like, one star. And it reminded me, uh, whenever I was in Miami, I was looking at something. I was looking at uh, a mall on, on the Apple Maps. And it there was a three-star review. And it's like, I really wanted to go to all the uh, upper-class stores like Gucci and Louis. But there was an active shooter in there. So, uh, so we didn't get to shop. Three stars. I'm like, an active shooter only takes you from five to three? Like, oh my god. And us saying the F word too much takes us to one? Give me a break.